Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Welcome to the Rudy D podcast. Allison and I are here today, and Allie, we are talking to women in every decade. And I'm really excited to have our guest with us today and talk to her a little bit about what it looks like to be in the 60s. Yeah. And again, we'll have to say it again. It is so confusing when we're like talking about all of our friends and all the people that we wanted to interview, and we were how old is she? How, you know, and so we had to do a little bit of, you know, and you didn't want to ask um, because a lot of women don't want to tell you and, uh, and you don't want to assume. So you're always like, Penny, you're in your fifties, right? But you kind of know that she's not, you know, and so it's these interesting conversations. So we're so thankful and I'm so looking forward. We've had some wonderful conversations so far and I'm yeah. learning a ton and I'm excited about just hearing, uh, hearing from Penny today. Yeah, so we've got Penny Dorego with us today, and Penny and I have been friends for a really, really, really long time. Uh, Penny has been with us to the Dominican Republic, so she's actually uh, met Allison and and been on the ground there uh, at Mercy. She's on the board at Dare for More, uh, and so just a really... Uh, Really, you know, somebody I think it would be like, man, I really would like to be like that. You know, mm-hmm. as I as I get into my 60s, I hope that I'm that I, I'm hope I hope that my perspective on life and the way I'm doing life is very similar to this woman. So I'm really excited. So Penny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, ladies. I'm so excited. You two are two of my favorite women on this earth. So it is such a blessing to be able to be with you on this. Thank you for inviting. That's me. cool. Well, hey, we're going to jump in and just say, tell us a little bit about yourself, because uh, I think that's uh, cool to hear kind of different people's perspectives and where they're coming from in life. Okay, well, I'll just give you a little history. It's it's a long history. It's getting longer every day. So uh, I'm 64 years old. Uh, I grew up in the South. I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana, was born into a Christian home. So I was blessed with a really good start. I met my husband in college. And he went from college to pilot training in the U.S. Air Force. So we spent the first few years of our marriage in uh, in service. And it makes me, I'll give my little commercial here, but uh, it really does make me appreciate the folks that are in the services. They do really give up so much uh, of their family and their lives. And Joe and I were very blessed. We had a short stint. He was just a pilot for seven years. And then he got out. And he joined the financial services industry, and I followed right behind him doing that. Um, He would tell me that he is the best husband in the world, and I would tend to agree. I'm really blessed that way. Uh, We have two children. We have one grandson, and we live in San Antonio, Texas. A little testimony here. Like I said, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church. And I loved the Lord from when I was tiny, but I really can't say I was his until I was in my 20s mm-hmm. when I read um, a book by C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. And that was, uh, I think in a lot of our lives, that was kind of a life-changing book. But it did make me realize, you know, we have to choose him every day. And it helped turn me in my 20s more focused on the Lord. And that was a blessing. And I go to a wonderful church here in San Antonio, Leon Valley Baptist. And as I get older, 
my church family just means more and more and more to me. We have visited you uh, in San Antonio. It's a beautiful, we, though it's a beautiful city and, uh, and your church is a wonderful church. And my husband and I just really enjoyed getting to know you, you both as a couple. It's, um, Penny and I have, have been friends for a while, but then introducing you to, um, to Gary and, and Joe. So that's been, that's been wonderful, but we're, we're talking to you in your sixties now when you're, You've, you've already told us your age so that you're not scared yeah. about that. And I think that's one of the things that I've loved about the women that we've talked to is they're not afraid to just say, here's where I am. Mm -hmm. And so what, as now that you're in your sixties, what is something that's been diff that's different from your last decade? And I, you know, um, going into your sixties, you know, and because Reba needs to know, this is, this is. <laughs> This she is coming, Reba. You, know? hey, listen, so you don't know different. how many conversations me and Penny have already had about this. <laughs> it's like, Reba doesn't know what she doesn't know. You know, it's, tell us what's it. different from that last decade. You know, um, our life was a little flipped. Uh, Joe and I had older parents. So in our 20s and 30s, we were doing the older parents, losing our parents type of life. Then we got into our 40s and decided, oh, children, what a concept. So we decided that we would adopt two girls from China. So my 50s were spent with high school drama, you know, cheerleading, volleyball, all of that, which a lot of women do that in their 40s and 30s. So mine was a little flipped. So 50s for me were more reactive in my girls' lives and in our family life. And then when I eased into my 60s, which is where I am now, um, my girls are grown, they're married, I have a grandson. Um, and so life right now is more intentional. It's not reactional. I actually have time to sit and think, okay, how do I want to respond to this invitation to do this? Um, what do I want my friend group to look like? You know, those that are the very closest to, it's much more internal, if I can say that. And also I'm closer to the Lord, I feel like, because I have time, you know, time to get in the word. Um, you, you go through your children time and you're just sort of, for those of us who have kids, um, you, you're just sort of trying to keep it all in the air, okay, all the balls in the air. And then you get to the point where they're gone and go, wow, I can breathe. I can talk to God. I can get back to where I want to be with the Lord. So I think that's been the real difference between last decade and this decade for myself. And that is, really a, that is an interesting perspective, you know, because of an older, you know, if you want to say it that way, the old, an older parent. Um, and so that, that's fascinating. What is something, so it sounds like you, you know, it sounds like you've really shared some positives about coming into this decade. You know, is there anything that surprised you? Um, I think what surprised me the most coming into this decade was that life doesn't get easier. It just gets different. Okay. Um, you, you still have crisis, you know, you're, you're living, you're watching your, your children grow. You're watching them make their lives. Uh, you're watching them make mistakes. Uh, you're watching them do really great things. You get a little bit of both. Um, it's been kind of hard for me to keep my mouth closed and they probably don't think I do that very well, but just letting them work it out with the Lord, you know, just letting them work it out. Um, I've realized that people will disappoint you, you know, and that you have to keep your focus on your Lord Jesus Christ and accept people for where they are, for where they're coming from, from what they've lived through and um, not show people a little grace because somewhere in your life, you're going to need a little grace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. Oh, that's so good. There's just so many things that you just said right there that I'm like, Oh my gosh, do we need a pen to write some of these down? These are like, 
Okay. These are Twitter worthy right here. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think it's just so true. So many of those things that you said, just kind of thinking about what life looks like and in, in, in with meaning and with an intentionality. So Penny, I, 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 know, I do know the answer to this one, but do you, I, do you have friends that are younger than you, friends that are older than you? And, and how does that kind of shape the conversation and, and of your life? That's great. Um, purposely, I have tried to keep young friends. Um, I love young people and the Lord has given me more of a love for youth than I had probably 10 years ago. I appreciate what young women go through. I appreciate the energy that they have. I appreciate their can-do attitude. Um, you know, where I get maybe a little bit frustrated with something, someone young will come behind me and go, oh, that's no big deal. Let me show you how to do that. I just love that about youth. And so I think that um, I have tried to keep young friends. I have a, a girl at the office that I work with that's in her 20s. This is a great example. And I'm supposed to, I guess, I suppose, supposed to be her mentor. And what I've realized is she's pouring a lot more into me than I'm pouring into her. And with such grace and love, you know, she'll help me with things. And um, I just love her attitude and the way that she is going about life, if you will. Older friends, same thing. Um, my best friend is about 10 years older than I am. And in the past year, I've watched her lose her husband. I've watched her go through some health issues. And she has just shown me the right way to do it. Okay, just how do we do this the best way that's going to honor the Lord? Not easy losing your husband. I don't care what age you are. It's it's a hard, hard thing. Mm -hmm. And I've just been able to watch her and really see how she's handled it and what a great job she's done. So I have blessings on both sides and they both bring different things to the table that I need, that I need in a friend. So in answer your question, yes, I have friends on both sides and I really appreciate who they are. And I'm, I'm sure that friend has, uh, because you've got, you're such close friends with somebody in the next decade in their seventies. Um, what is something that she's, um, that you can see, uh, you've seen her walk through some difficulties, but what is something maybe that you're looking forward to when you're looking into that stage? I am looking forward to traveling and mm -hmm. she's a great travel buddy. We go on yeah. trips together. We have a couple planned this year. Um, also, pouring into Bible studies, that type of thing, just getting closer to the Lord mm -hmm. and the, therefore also getting closer to other women. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a lot more to offer than I do. Just listening to people's stories and you know, something about women, we share really well together. You know, we tell each other everything if we're that close. And so I really enjoy looking forward, learning some things from her and other friends about life and how they've struggled, how the Lord has blessed them. What does that look like? And uh, just things like that. Oh, that's cool. So right now, as you sit, you know, uh, in your 60s, what are some things, what are some highlights for you right now? What are some things you're really enjoying right now? My grandson who is three years old, who I know if you don't have them, you don't get it. Mm -hmm. uh, for how many years, my friends would tell me, oh, wait till you have grandkids. It's the best thing to slice bread. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But they really are. He's three <laughs> and just love him. He just has such an energy. I love to see how that little brain works. Um, my daughters, like I said earlier, and their husbands and how they're working out life together. I'm really enjoying that. Um, you know, Mother Teresa has a quote that I really like. And she says, you will teach them to dream, but they will not dream your dreams. 
You will teach them to live, but they will not live your life. Nevertheless, in every flight, in every life, in every dream, the print of the way you taught them will remain. And I just see that in my kids. You know, they're not, they're not like me, but I see touches of me and Joe particularly in them. Lastly, I really like the fact um, that Jesus is not done with us no matter what age we are and that he is still teaching us. He's still using us. And that is what life is about to me at this point is family, friends, and the Lord Jesus Christ, my husband, and to live life more intentionally and not reactive, like I said earlier. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. So, you know, listening to listening to you, it sounds like um, you're just uh, so grateful for, you know, for the lessons that you have learned. What is some advice that you could give um, to the women in their 30s, 40s, and 50s uh, for this, for this stage that you're in, whether it's being a grandmother or being, you know, um, you know, having been married, you and Joe have been married for a a little while, and uh, you probably have some good advice uh, for that. But what is some advice that you, you could give to the ones coming up behind you? Try to be productive, not busy. Mm. I think our country and world is, um, for some reason, you feel like you get brownie points if you look really busy. What I found is I look back on my life and I realized maybe I only really lived half of my life because the other half was spent spent in frenzy trying to get ready for something or worried about what people were thinking. Um, Just take every day this sounds like such a cliche but live it like it's the only day you have and be proactive with the things that matter to you and to the lord and try to be less busy and caught up in everyone else's emergencies Mm. Mm, that's good right there Mm, that's so good (laughs) that's good we need to write that one down as well Usually every time I think of a good quote, I send a friend, I've got a friend of mine who who does t-shirts and I'm like, Ooh, put this on a t-shirt and send it down to me. And so I, I probably need to put that one on a, be more productive, not as yes. busy. Um, yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, well, Penny, this has just been, I mean, this has been super uh, because mm-hmm. I think um, there are a lot of women who dread. There's this kind of this, this uh, idea that somehow you leave your fifties and life is all just crashing downhill. Um, and I, I think that's not true. I know so many amazing women in their sixties, in their seventies, and even some women that are in their eighties that are, that are still just making a difference. And I do think there's so much intentionality to that. And I think if I've heard anything from you today, um, it's that, if we want to have that experience in our sixties, um, and decades beyond, we're just going to have to be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. That's well put. That's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really, that's really good. Whether it be intentional about your marriage, because that's in a different, maybe kids are grown and gone now and life looks a little different at home or whether that's intentional about your friendships, uh, or the places that you pour your life into. And I know that you, because I know, you know, you sit on our board at Dare for More, we've been, uh, we've been all uh, different places around the globe together. Um, and so I know you're, you still are just pouring your life into what it looks like to impact the world. Um, and that's one of the things I love about you is that you you have a global view of things, not just a myopic view of it's just us four and no more down here in San Antonio. Uh, can you talk about, I mean, this question is not on, a, it's not on our list here, but 
uh, what what do you think you know motivates that global view that you still have? Because I think that's so cool. You know, long ago the Lord has given me or had given me a real love for women. And um, I can't explain it. It's just something. Um, I love my husband. I think men are great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not into the man bashing thing, but God's just given me a heart for women. And a lot of my eye opening experiences happened with Dare for More. And the first time I went down to the DR and worked with Allie and saw what she was doing and that this person was making a difference because she was brave enough to walk out on the street and grab a woman who was in crisis and say, there's another way. Okay. So a lot of experiences have just added up and many of them were because of what I was able to experience through Dare for More. Going to China to adopt my girls, um, that was probably, and you know, you talk about a God thing. That was such a God thing. I have no idea what got that in my head. But I decided that that might be something Joe and I should look at. So I kind of got on 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 the, on the horse and started riding, and and I talked to Joe about it, and and he bless his heart. I think he just submitted and said okay, you know. So, but before it was over, he was the leader in getting our girls adopted from China. But just being in China three different times and seeing the world through those women's eyes, and seeing first of all how blessed I was in the world I had grown up in and the world that I lived in, it just made me want to pour into some situations where there are women in the world that just aren't as blessed as we are at this particular time. And that's our job as the Lord's Lord's daughters, you know, daughters of the King, if you will, is to touch those women and be helpful where we can for women, wherever they are, whether they look like us or they don't, uh, their age, it doesn't matter. There just are women in this world that need a hand up. Mm. that's good that's good oh well 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 we're gonna do some fun questions all right we've asked you some really <laughs> heavy hitters okay uh so we're gonna try to get to the fun stuff so al you want to kick it off and maybe just do some fun rap what we call rapid fire right well you know joe's joe is a pilot so i don't know if i know the answer to this question but what is your favorite movie uh penny what is one what is what's your favorite movie you know joe and i have the same favorite movie and it's okay. going to surprise you what it is. Okay. It's the Red Violin. If you've ever seen the Red Violin, uh, it is a great story about this yeah. violin. And it goes through, it starts in Italy. This man makes this violin as his wife's dying. And, you know, goes through old Europe, goes through England, goes through the revolution in China. And wow. it's all the story about all the people who have owned this violin. And then it ends up uh, at Sotheby's on the auction block. And the guy who's in charge of selling it is actually going to steal it because he understands the story. Mm -hmm. has a beautiful score. It's just, mm -hmm. it's a history lesson. It's a music That's, lesson. Have to go back and, and my that. husband likes that. Can you believe? So yeah, that, I would have, I would have thought Top Gun, but anyway. Yeah, there we go. Well, <laughs> or, or the hockey. Now there's a hockey movie Joe loves, okay, about yes. the U.S. Yes. hockey team. So I thought, Penny loves this hockey movie? Well, you'll have to interview him and see what he says, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be awesome. Okay, so Penny, uh, whether uh, whether it's sitting down at your own table or going out to your favorite restaurant, uh, what I mean, if somebody said, Penny, your favorite meal, what are, what are you going to order or make? What is that going to look like for you? Red velvet cake. Oh, yep. Period. Solid for dinner. Yeah, just eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Pretty much. Meal. We're going straight to dessert. There, That's it. Sounds there, there is nothing else that matters in the world. Yeah. 
I would agree with you. I would agree with you. So finally, Penny, thank you so much for this time. But what is something that keeps you rooted deep? Obviously, the Lord. We all know that and believe that, I believe. Uh, But also just friends and family. So kind of a logical answer, but it's the truth. So good. That's so good. Well, this has just been a great interview. Uh, Thank you so much. I know that we're going to have you back in the future because uh, we want to talk to you a little bit about some other things. So if you've enjoyed this podcast today, uh, talking with Penny, uh, hang on because uh, you're going to get a chance to maybe hear from her in the future as well on some different topics and subjects that I think will be really pertinent. Uh, But thanks so much for being part of this today uh, and just kind of giving women an opportunity to hear your voice. And um, I know that that's been encouraging and inspiring to people who are listening today. So it's I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thank you all so much. You're welcome. All right. Well, until next time, stay rooted deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.